Anchakalpa trubhyascha kripa sindhubhye bhachapatitanam pavanibhyo vaishnavibhyo namo namaha. Welcome back to a continuation of Srimad Bhagavatam, 12th canto. We are in chapter 2. So we're up to text number uh, 26. Uh, where there's been a... Now, from 26 to 36, we're going to get a uh, chronological kind of broad overview with astronomical uh, datings. Uh, Because in the previous uh, session, we discussed the beginning of Satya Yuga, which will come next, was going to talk about that. So now uh, uh, and then and, and then Shukadev Goswami says uh, that uh, in the last verse of chapter 2, text 25, uh, I've described all the kings of the, of the dynasties of the sun and the moon. A description which began in Canto 9 and now, now ends here. So now we pick up uh, 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 with that. So first I'll say, Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya So this is text 26. Arabya bhavato janma yavanada bhisheshanaha sheshanam, excuse me, yavanada bhisheshanam etad varsha sahasram tu shatam pancha dashotaram. The translation is from your birth up to the coronation of King Nanda, 1,150 years will pass. Uh, your birth means Maharaj Prikshit, and, and who's talking, of course, is Shukadeva Goswami. So this is the future, he's telling them. From, from the time you were born until the coronation of King Nanda, uh, the son of Mahanandi, uh, we read about him uh, in the first chapter of this canto. And to refresh your memory, um, it says, uh, Canto 12, uh, 12, chapter 1. It says that to King, uh, and this, this is text number, uh, well, they do 6 and 8 together, so this is probably 7. Uh, my dear uh, uh, Parikshit, King Mahanandi will father a very powerful son in the womb of a Shudra woman. He will be known as Nanda. So that's the Nanda that's mentioned here in text 26. Uh, he will be known as Nanda and will be the master of millions of soldiers and fabulous wealth. He will wreak havoc among the Kshatriyas and from that time onward, virtually all kings will be irreligious 
shudras. Uh, that Lord of Mahapadma, King Nanda, will, this is text 9, will rule over the entire earth like a second Parishurama, and no one will challenge his authority. And so it uh, goes on, and then it tells how Nanda will be betrayed by Chanakya Pandit uh, and destroy their dynasty. So this is the story we read already. So that's, that's he's talking about this from, from your birth up to the coronation of King Nanda, who is in the future, there will be 1,150 years. Uh, and I think, uh, yeah, there's no purport except uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, the years should be enumerated from Pariksit onwards, yeah, the going forward, f from kings like Ma Marajari, the grandsire of Jarasandha, a contemporary of Pariksit up to Nanda, will be a little less than 1,500 years, a sequence not including period when the kingdom was splintered. He just mentions that. So now, uh, 27 and 28. Now we get into this uh, discussion of constellations and nakshastras and all that kind of thing. Uh, uh, so it goes like this, Saptarshinam tuyao purvao drishyete uditao dvivi tayostu madye nakshastram drishyete yatsamam nishi tenaeva ishayo yuktas tishtantyabda shatamrinam te tvadhiye dvija kala uh, the translation is of the seven stars forming the constellation of the seven sages Pulaha and Kratu are the first to rise in the night sky if a line running north and south were drawn through their midpoint Whichever of the lunar mansions this line passes through is said to be the ruling asterism of, that, of the constellation for that time. The seven sages will remain connected with that particular lunar mansion for 100 human years. Currently, during your lifetime, they are situated in the nakshastra called Magdha. Uh, that's the translation. Saptarshinam, of the constellation of the seven sages, the seven stars forming the constellation of the seven sages, uh, it says here, known to Westerners as Ursha Major, the big bear, but it's actually not Ursha Major, <laughs> exactly. Within Ursha Major are the seven bright stars which call, we call the Big Dipper. Uh, and that's the Saptarshis. <laughs> that's the one. Uh, uh, 
Vishnath Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, in, in this one he says, a precise calculation of time is given in order to define the beginning of Kali Yuga and its progress. Between the first two stars that are mentioned, Pulaha and Kratu, of the seven sages, shaped like a cart when seen at night, because other places, other countries, they call it the, the big wane or the cart, you know, the same. So, uh, the constellations starting from Ashvini appear. Uh, uh, so here there's the discussion of these uh, nakshastra, the nakshastra called Magda. So if you're not familiar with this idea, a nakshastra is sometimes uh, described as lunar mansions. Uh, and there's generally 27 of them. These, uh, the, when the moon uh, goes around, uh, you know, uh, uh, the year, over the course of the year, and rises and sets, it does, it goes through these constellations in the background over a year. And those constellations are called the lunar mansions. Uh, uh, the, it's very important in India and in Indian astrology and in many astrologies. In, 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 in the West, we tend to think of the sun as astrologically more important, but in India, the moon is much more important. Chinese uh, astrology also, the moon is important. Uh, so the nakshastras are the, 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 the so-called lunar mansions. Uh, 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 and according to the Wikipedia, they start from a point on the ecliptic, uh, precisely opposite the star Spika, or Chitra, the Sanskrit star Chitra, and go eastward. Uh, so these are the uh, uh, these. Uh, I remember if we hear about the nakshastras uh, in Bhagavad Gita ten twenty one. Nakshastrana Maham Shashi, among the, Prabhupada translates, among the stars I am the moon. But uh, Shashi is the word for the moon here. Uh, the, the moon is called sh uh, uh, Shashi or Shashanka. Uh, shashi, Shasha means rabbit. <laughs> and so the moon is called a rabbit because it's marked. In the West, we see a man in the moon, but the Vedic way, if you see through the eyes of Shastras, you see a rabbit. <laughs> There's a rabbit in the moon, so the rabbit is called Shashi or Shashanka. Uh, so, Nakshastrana Maham Shashi, I am the moon among the stars. That's because the moon is not exactly another star, but it, it's very important which asterism it's in. Uh, uh, so this is the, the this where the the shashi the moon uh, among the nakshastras because the moon's the most prominently placed among these constellations of nakshastra and again uh, in eleven sixteen twenty seven nakshastra nam tata abjit among the nakshastras I am abhijit so abhijitta. 
is uh, sometimes considered the beginning of the nakshastras, the one called Abhijit. So he's that lunar house, the beginning one of the lunar houses called Abhijit. If you begin and goes eastward from Abhijit, that's how you do it. So this, uh, this is called uh, the seven stars revolving around the pole star at its zenith. Uh, these uh, are, are called the Shaptarshi, it's called the Shaptarshi Mandala, the circle. This is where the, the Big Dipper goes around, you know. Because uh, if you find the North Star, you always look to the Big Dipper and then you see where it's pointing to the North Star. So we still have some remnant of that idea of being associated with this uh, Druva Loka. The North Star is Druva Loka. That's where Druva is, because it's unmovable. Druva means steady, right? Uh, so then, then uh, I'm, I'm now reading from Bhagavatam 9.16.25, the purport. He says, The seven stars revolving around the pole star at the zenith are called Shaptarshi Mandala. Of these seven stars, which form the topmost part of our planetary system, reside seven sages, Saptarshi, Saptarishi, right? Uh, uh, Kashyapa, Atri, Vishishta, Vishamrita, Gautama, Janmadagni, and Bhardvaja. Uh, these seven stars are seen every night. And they each make a complete orbit around the pole star within 24 hours. Along with these seven stars, all the other stars also orbit from east to west. So that's, this is the, the, the this, uh, these lunar mansions. Um, so this is, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, these. The, so use the, they use different words. There's a constellation, uh, and there's also the term asterism. Uh, asterism means a collection of stars. So sometimes a constellation is called an asterism, but here, like for example, uh, in the Wikipedia, it says the seven bright stars that are part of Ursha Major make up the asterism known as the Big Dipper. The Big Dipper is not considered a constellation, as it's an asterism. So sometimes the nakshastras are also called asterism. Just, uh, just you know, these terms. So the Big Dipper. Uh, 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 is this asterism within Ursha Major would compose of seven bright stars. So this is the one, anyway, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's there. So that's what we're talking about, these Saptarshis that go around. So that's mentioned here. Uh, these uh, these nak Nakshastras. Uh, so he says, of the seven stars forming the constellation of the seven stages, the Saptarshis, Pulaha and Kratu are the first to rise in the night sky. Then you draw a line north and south, I don't know quite what that means, through their midpoints, whatever lunar mansions, these are this along the ecliptic, these 
27 constellations or asterisms. The line passes through is said to be the ruling asterism of the constellation for that time. And the seven sages will remain connected with that particular lunar mansion for a hundred human years. So Vishnu Chakravarti says, I don't think we have here a, uh, yeah, there's no purport here in the BBT, but Vishnu Chakravarti says, a precise calculation of time is given in order to define the beginning of Kali Yuga and his progress between the first two stars, Pulaha and Kratu of the seven sages, shaped like a cart when seen at night, the constellations starting from Ashvini appear. Each, did I read this before? I don't know. Each constellation will remain for a hundred years in that position. Now, during the time of Parikshit, the constellation was Magha. When Krishna was born, the constellation between those two stars was Ashesh, Asheshala. When he says constellation here, it means that asterism, that that nakshastra. When the two stars positioning in Ashlesha were finished and they entered the Magha constellation, Kali Yuga began. When the seven sages reached Purvashadha constellation, Kali will be flourishing. This will be understood later in the text. So this goes on to this uh, to say, and, and so uh, uh, Sadaputta says in Vedic cosmology, cosmography and astronomy, he says in Vedic astronomy there are 28 important constellations, or 27th time, time uh, head by Abhijit. So he is beginning with Abhijit, is the 11th canto. Of these, 27 lie along the ecliptic. So there's 28, but there are only 27 count here and are used to divide into 27 equal units of 13 and a third degrees. So that's, if you go along. These constellations are referred to as nakshastras or lunar mansions. They are particularly connected with the motion of the moon since the moon completes one orbit in about 27.3 days. That's how long, it, that's a lunar month really, you know. In Bhagavatam 5.22.5, the nakshasas are referred to in the following statement. According to stellar calculations, a month equals two and one quarter constellations. If you take, he noticed that, that if you take two and a quarter times this 13 and a third degrees, you get 30 degrees. So th- this is, this is, uh, this Vedic uh, mansions. So th- th- these, uh, when the nakshastra is defined in the Shansuk dictionary, they give a list of them. Begin, it doesn't begin with, but Ashvini is there, and then this Shlesha, Magda, uh, and all the ones that are mentioned are, 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 are listed here. Um, so this is the nakshastras, and the, uh, these Sabtarshis. Uh, so now, now this is where you get this calculation. 
where he's telling him now, because uh, we're, we're concerned, remember what it says here, he says here, when, when, when Kali Yuga actually begins. So this is all very precisely uh, calculated. Because Vishnu Chagrafarti to tell you exactly when it, when it happens. Because, and remember, he's telling the future now to Maharaj Prikshit. This is going to happen or is about to happen. And then he says here, uh, well, actually, it had already happened. Kali Yuga began during, before. It, it happened while Krishna was still on the planet. And they'll discuss that a little bit, when it exactly had happened. 29, Vishnur Bhagavato Bhanu Krishna Kyo Divam Gataha Tada Vishat Lokam Papayad Ramate Janaha The Supreme Lord Vishnu is brilliant like the sun and is known as Krishna. Uh, when he returned to the spiritual sky, Kali entered this world. And people then began to take pleasure in the sinful, in sinful activities. Uh, so it says here, Vishnu Bhagavata Banu, uh, Vishnu, who is Bhagavata Vishnuha, Vishnuho, uh, of Vishnu, uh, uh, Bhagavataha, who is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Banu, the sun. Banu means radiant, actually, or sun ray. Uh, 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 is, and then is Krishnakya, known as Krishna. Uh, uh, when he, Divam Gataha, returned to the spiritual sky, then Avishat Kalihi, the age of Kali, entered this world. Uh, it says age of Kali in the word for word here. It says, uh, and then the people began to take pleasure in sin, <laughs> sinful activities, uh, in, uh, in Papa. Uh, Swami translates this a little differently, interestingly enough. When the seven sages entered Magga constellation, <laughs> uh, but this is this part comes from a uh, purport of Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Uh, that's where he gets that from. From the he reads the from Chakravarti Thakur's purport into his uh, translation. There's no BBT purport. So uh, let me just read Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's purport to this. He says, I read that already, huh? No, did I read it? Yeah.
yeah, the pre previous one. Yeah, Vishnu Chakravarti says, when the seven sages entered Magha constellation, the Lord of Vaikuntha, the Ray Banu of Krishna, so a slightly different translation, who is completely famous as Krishna, uh, so the Lord of Vaikuntha, the Ray of Krishna, who is famous as Krishna, <laughs> Because when he entered, he's again in his, his forearm, Vishnu form, actually. Went to Vaikuntha. While Krishna remained aprakata in Dwarka and Vraja. Aprakata means not visible, uh, unmanifest. He still was there in Dwarka and Vraja. According to Sridhar Swami, the word Bhanu means Shuddha Sattva form, since Bhanu means he who shines. That's what he says there. That's 29. Uh, so that's where he gets this from, uh, this idea of, uh, of uh, enters the Magda constellation. It comes from Text 29, uh, yeah, that, and there's the, 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 this uh, the Banu's translation, text one, and it comes from Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur's translation. This, uh, enters this, this constellation. So, uh, So then you'll see later on in text uh, 31 below uh, where th this, this idea of entering the Magda constellation, that is the, the, when, when this, uh, the Saptarshis enter the Magda constellation, it's cited as the beginning, the mark of the beginning of, of Kali Yuga uh, precisely then. Um, So, so uh, text 30. Yavatsapada Yavatsapada Padma Yavatsapada Padma Bhyam Sorry. Sprishan Aste Rama Patihi Tavat Kalir Vayaprithivim Parakratum Nachakshashak God. As long as Lord Sri Krishna, the husband of the goddess of fortune, touched the earth with his lotus feet, Kali was powerless to subdue this planet. So technically, Kali Yuga had begun. This is mentioned also earlier in the Bhagavatam, but it didn't had no effect as long as he was there, and it didn't. It, after Krishna disappeared, then Maharaj Prichit encounters the personality of Kali, uh, beating on a bull and uh, beating on a cow and uh, so on. A bull. Uh, uh, so long as uh, as he, that is Saha, he, Lord Krishna, uh, with his uh, Padapadma, lotus feet, 
touched the earth. Uh, and he is, then he's called Ramapati, the husband of the goddess of fortune. So good fortune is still there. Yavat uh, Tavat, uh, so as long as this, so long as that. You see this a lot in Sanskrit. Yavat Tavat, so long as this. Then Kali uh, was unable to uh, accomplish any or to overcome anyone or subdue the earth planet here, Prithivim. Uh, as long as that that happened, uh, um, the BBT says, although even during the time of Lord Krishna's presence on Earth, Kali had entered the Earth uh, to a slight extent through the impious activity of Duryodhana and his allies. So that was a little nastiness that was there. Lord Krishna consistently suppressed Kali's influence. Kali could not flourish until Lord Krishna had left the earth. So here is identified as Duryodhana and uh, those people. Uh, and uh, because here... Uh, Vishnu uh, uh, Chakravarti Thakur says, uh, now this is, this part of his purport is in quotation marks because it's the objector, you know, the person. But it is said that when Duryodhana began the gambling match during the Lord's advent at the junction of Dwarpa Yuga, and when at the time he attempted to take off Draupadi's clothes, Kali, ordered by the Lord, took that auspicious moment to gain control of the earth. So that's <laughs> that's what that's the sign, you know, uh, the gambling match and the disrobing or the attempted disrobing of Draupadi. Um, so he says uh, in reply to this objection, true, but at that time the influence was insignificant. So this is where they the BBT gets its uh, statement from. When Krishna was present, the four legs of Dharma were also present and the people were completely happy. According to the statement of earth itself, the strength of dharma at that time was greater than during Treta Yuga. What then is the question of Kali conquering at that, conquering at that time? So that's, that's uh, what happened. So it did enter, but it couldn't do anything yet. And then, text 31, Yada devarshaya sapta magasu vicharantihi tada pravritastu kalir dvadashabda shatatmakaha. When the constellation of the seven sages is passing through the lunar mansion Magda, the age of Kali begins. It comprises 1,200 years of the demigods. There's no BBT purport here. Uh, uh, Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, when the, sages centered, when the seven sages entered Magga constellation, or that's the lunar mansion, and Krishna disappears, the next moment after that, Kali Yuga begins. 
1,200 years of the Devatas includes the two Sanjis as well, Sanjas as well. A Sanjya uh, is twilight. So like in the day, there's a dawning twilight and an evening twilight. Twilight means half light. We usually refer to the evening, but the dawning twilight is also twilight. These, so similarly, uh, Banu Swami says in the purport, there's a Sanjya at the beginning and end of each yuga. The proportions are 0.1 from the beginning portion, 0.8 for the middle portion, and 0.1 for the concluding portion of the yuga. So therefore, eight-tenths of the yuga is the middle portion, and one-tenth in the beginning, and one-tenth is the end is the sanjya, uh, where it's just happening. So that's what uh, uh, he says this. Uh, so this 1,200 years of the of the uh, devas. Remember, uh, these 1,200 years of the devas is 432,000 earth years. Uh, this is uh, uh, years of the devas are also called divya yuga, uh, uh, and so. Uh, one Divya Yuga uh, or, or Divya Yuga, a cycle of four Yugas. Uh, excuse me, I'm less, uh, a, a Divya Yuga is a cycle of, not, it's different from a Deva Yuga. Or a, <laughs> a Divya Yuga is a cycle of four Yugas. It's called a Divya Yuga, four ages. And each one of those is 4.32 million earthly years. And that lasts 12,000 years of the gods. So 4.32 million earthly years is 12,000 years of, uh, of the gods. Uh, divya years, not divya yugas. That's what there is. <laughs> one year of the gods. Anyway, the point is one year of the gods, whatever that you want to call it. Uh, a divine year is 360 of our years is, 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 is what it amounts to. That's what, uh, that's what happens. Uh, 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 yeah. So 12,000, there's Divya years and yeah, years of the God. <laughs> divya yugas and divya years, okay. Anyway, that's uh, confusing enough. Get the terminology together here so it's not so confusing. So it, it, anyway, so th this is when, now we have when Kali when, when, when Yuga began this, this, this Maga uh, lunar mansion happened. Then it goes on. Again, we're getting these, these astronomical calculations of Kali Yuga now. So it says in 32, in the same vein, Yada Magdhabhyo, Yada Magdhabhyo, Yasyanti Purvashadham Maharshayaha, Tadanandat Prabhritjesha. When the great sages of the Saptarshi constellation, 
pass from Magha to Purvashadha, Kali will have his full strength, beginning from King Nanda and his dynasty. So, uh, the, this is a little confusing because Magdha and Purvashada are not contiguous. It says pass from Magva to Pur, but, uh, from, but from Mag, Magdha to Purvashadha constellation is eight, eleven, it's eleven lunar asterisms. So they're not contiguous. Sounds like it goes from one to the other. Took me about an hour and a half to. <laughs> <laughs> figure that's just a little confusing because when it says Purvashadam in the word for word it says the next lunar mansion which is not the next lunar mansion <laughs> that's, it's, it's 11 on so I was a little confused there because uh, I was saying well how do you you know are there different ways of ordering them or something like that but, but then, Banu, then I looked at Banu Swami and he has a footnote when the seven sages in a Purvashadha constellation, and his footnote says, from Magda to Purvashadha constellations, a count of 11. And I said, oh, that's <laughs> Thus, the number of years between Krishna's disappearance in King Nanda dynasty is 1,100 years. Okay. <laughs> that's, that makes sense. Uh, 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 and Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur says, this verse describes, the BBT has no purport, describes the time it took for Kali to become strong. So it took that long, began to gradually strengthen more and more uh, from the there to the this uh, dynasty of King Nanda. Now we discussed the dynasty. We discussed King Nanda already. We mentioned that already. We, he was in the first uh, uh, chapter uh, of this canto, uh, and uh, so here it comes up here at that time. So really, the full strength began to be manifest at the time with King Nanda, where he was a, a bad king, and things got. But, uh, so that that's why King Nanda's dynasty is noted for that same time, and then Chanakya Pandit was there from, uh, and uh, and uh, over had him overthrown and installed somebody else, and so on, which is also considered to be treacherous because he was a, even though he was a bad king, this was his minister, <laughs> and so. Uh, So we have time for another verse. Okay, we're up to 33. Yasmin Krishna divam yatas tasmineva tadahana, excuse me, tadahani pratipannam kali yugam ittiprahu puravidaha. Those who scientifically understand the past declare. On the very day that Lord Krishna departed for the spiritual world, the influence of the age of Kali began. Uh, 
iti praha prahu uh, thus they say uh, pura vida uh, the experts who know the past who scientifically understand the past Swami translates the ancient with knowledge the, the could be <laughs> Uh, the past experts, <laughs> or the experts who know the past, you can read the com- you can read that compound in in any way, uh, 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 and then uh, Vishnu Thakur has a little commentator. Uh, so this is again the Purva Pakshan. The the other side says, well, some recent speculators have said that Krishna made his appearance in the first Sanya of Kali Yuga. That's there. And he says, this verse refutes that theory. The general rule is that the next Yuga enters during the concluding part of the closing Sanya, called the Sanyamsha, or the previous Yuga. However, because of the influence of Krishna, Kali could not have any effect at that time. So that's his uh, response to that. Maybe we have time for one more. So text 34. Because this is on a high note, that's better. Divya... Divyabdhanam sahasrante chattute tu puna kritam bhavishyati tadarninam mana atma prakashakam. After the 1000 celestial years of Kali Yuga, uh, the Satya Yuga will manifest again. At that time, the minds of all bin will become self effulgent. Bhanuswami translates it After 1000 celestial years of Kali Yuga, such Yuga will manifest again at the concluding Sanja of Kali Yuga. He mentions that. At that time, the minds of all men will become self effulgent. Now, he does that because Vishnu Chakavarti says, uh, this verse describes the entrance time of Satya Yuga. Chaturte means in Kali Yuga, in the fourth. Here it actually means that Satya Yuga will begin during the, the Sandhya Amsha of Kali Yuga. That's the final part of the last part of Kali Yuga. Uh, uh, and, and, and the the... Banuswami notes that the total number of Devata years, he calls them Devata years, <laughs> years of the gods for Kali Yuga is 1,200 years of the gods. The first Sandhya, the dawning light, is 120 uh, Devata years and the Sandhyamsha is 120 years. The middle portion, 960 Devata years, approximately a thousand, they say it's a thousand, because the, the verse says a thousand years. That's, uh, yeah, 
they call it here in the celestial years. Uh, I shouldn't call it Divya years because it's Divya Yuga. So, <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's the conclusion <laughs> as far as we're going to get today <laughs> with this uh, this account here of the. So now we'll see if there's any uh, questions or comments about all this kind of stuff. Uh, the, ch uh, the minister of Nanda, Maharaj Nanda, is that um, Chanakya Pandit? Is that the Chanakya Pandit? Yeah. Or the maxims of yeah, Chanakya? Yeah, okay. yeah. All right, I have another question that's not related to that, but um, the the, the um, the constellation of the seven sages is it i've heard different things about this and is it that the um the star like the light we see is there a effulgence of the sage or is it that they reside on the planet that you know, I, I, on those planets I, you know anything about this no i don't yeah okay yeah i've heard different things i don't know i don't know what how what that it means, works right yeah 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 me too okay the Saptarshis. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, I have kind of a, a, a basic question that Kali Yuga can't really take hold while Krishna is on the planet. Um, so what does that say about Lord Chaitanya? Is this a reason why there is a golden age? Um, yeah. That Even though yeah. Lord Chaitanya has left the world like, how does that work? <laughs> well, <laughs> there, there's, there's supposed to be this golden age of Krishna consciousness within the Kali Yuga because of Lord Chaitanya's appearance. Remember, we're in a kind of unique uh, Yuga cycle, <laughs> cycle of the four Yugas, because, because Krishna only, Krishna himself, I mean, Braj Krishna, only comes once in a day of Brahma. That's out of a, a thousand yuga cycles, well, there's really 994 real ones because the others are sanjas also, but the, the, during he only comes once. So we, we happen to be in a unique, unique means only one, a unique yuga cycle in, in which when Krishna comes is followed by Mahaprabhu. Who is kind of disguised because he's Krishna come as a devotee. Uh, Krishna Varnam Tusha Krishnam. He's of the, the Bhagavatam says he's of the category Krishna Varna, uh, of the category of Krishna, because Varna means a, a, a caste, you know, the caste of Krishna, a category. Or Varna also means color. But Krishna Varnam, if you think that means he's colored black, Tusha Krishna, but not, not that, you know. This, so he's described in the Bhagavatam in a kind of a hidden way. Krishna Varnam, Tusha Krishna, Sangopan Arsam Parshadam. And he'll introduce the Sankirtan Yajna. Uh, and Krishna Varnam means all, all, another way you can read it is always saying the syllables Krishna. <laughs> uttering Krishna. So this way, because he is a hidden incarnation in the sense that he's not coming as Krishna but as a devotee, and one kind of wants to be thought of as that way, uh, 
therefore, he's he comes as a as a bhakta, bhakta you know like a bhakta avatar. Uh, uh, so this this is, but but it's so it, it it's different. This is a li- a little different and supposed to be this golden age of of of, of Krishna consciousness. Not doesn't last too long. I think uh, five thousand years up and five thousand years down is what it says. You know, but what we call what we call history is only three thousand years old. Come on, you know, <laughs> not much. Day moon cycles, um, like how our Gaudiya Vaishnav calendar changes. You know when holidays are all based around the moon, and then I'm just wondering why it doesn't. Like how come is it? It's always in the spring. How does it match up with like the Western calendar? I have no idea. Like <laughs> I, I really don't try to figure it out. You know. It's, uh, it's the same time, and we, we, we map it onto the Western calendar because that's the one we use. But, uh, but it's, uh, you know, the, 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 but both all calendars see the same sky, and they just uh, think, uh, the, the, but the, the, the lunar calendar is mostly ignored by the West. And we give that more, more prominence. Huh? That that's more important, given more important, these asterisms and the lunar mansions and which which constellation the moon is is in. Uh, uh, you'll have to, you know, for uh, and that that's why, for example, Vedic. Astrology is very different from Western astrology, and as far as I can see, it's much more accurate. Western astrologers more or less try to do a kind of uh, reading of what you're like from it, but a Vedic, uh, you know, uh, Vedic astro- astrologer will tell you what's going to happen. <laughs> it deals with events. And and is much more accurate. The trouble is to find somebody who actually knows what they're doing. That's really hard to find uh, that kind of thing. I had another question just about the three realms that we hear about in like Bhagavad Gita and then like Goloka is this realm that we hope to penetrate through. So when Brahma's on, you know, chanting the mantras and creation happens, Goloka Vrindavan's already in this. Yeah, it's the like, spiritual sky. It's like beyond the material world. Yeah. So, what you were saying about Krishna kind of being hidden, but Goloka's already there. And then you had said these other things. No, I, I'm talking about where. When Lord Chaitanya comes, he's Krishna, but he's in the form of a devotee. Mm-hmm. So he is a, a kind of a hidden incarnation of Krishna. 
I was thinking of another reference. He doesn't like to be addressed as God and so on. There was another reference you made about, I don't remember the wording, but Krishna being in Vrindavan. Oh, and his, oh this is in the purport. Yeah. He's in Vrindavan in an unmanifest form. In our Vrindavan? Or yeah, this Vrindavan, this Vrindavan here. Vrindavan. There's no difference. Okay. If you can really see Vrindavan, you, you can see him there. Or not see him if you're in the mode of separation. <laughs> <But> <laughs> not see him very strongly. But, but that, that, that's, he's there. They said two places, Vrindavan and Dwarka, in an unmanifest form. That's what they're talking about. Uh, so he, 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 he is, his presence can be strongly detected uh, by, by, uh, by, by devotees in these places. So that's actually considered the planet of Goloka on one realm? There's Gokula and Goloka. Where it's, where depending on whether it's up there or down here. It's just described a little differently. And where is Brahma Loka in the star realm? Is that spoken about? Among these? No. no. That's above the, above everybody. It's it's uh, as far as I know, it's not one of our our visible <laughs> where our visible planets. Uh, uh, because he's outside of the universe, even. Well, not Brahma, our Brahma, but but Krishna. Yeah, he he he's within the shell of this universe, which has all these different layers of, of, of things. But uh, I don't I don't think that anybody knows where it is among the. There's no Brahma Loka that's a visible star to us, as far as I know. No, I don't think so. It's not not, not identified as such. Kendra Prabhu asks, he says, we hear that the inhabitants of the material world during Satya Yuga are all self-effulgent. So is their material conditioning very subtle compared to ours? Yeah. Uh, Vijay Krishna Prabhu says, S, uh, is it universally known that if we want to be, it, it is universally known, that if we want to be recognized as wise, we need to show our wisdom through action more than through words. When we use the title Acharya in reference to a sage like Srila Prabhupada, is it that we are referring to the quality of his actions more than to his words? Or is it that in the case of Srila Prabhupada, there is no difference between his words and his actions? Yeah, acharya means one who teaches by example. So sometimes one kind of action is speech. It's a speech act. Uh, so they both count as, as it's an activity of the, the, the senses, you know. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, the, the, the tongue 
is an organ of two things. It's a karmendriya and a gyanendriya. It's both. Karmendriya means an instrument of action, and a gyanendriya an instrument of perception. So the tongue does both. <laughs> so, it's there for both speech and for tasting. Uh, so when it, when it, when you speak and express your mind, uh, that's a speech act. Here's a question from Hawaii. <laughs> Uh, according to Wikipedia, the Nanda Empire was 345 BCE to 321 BCE, and the Macedon Empire of Alexander the Great was 356 to 323 BCE. Do you know if Srimabhagatam mentions anything about Alexander? I know that a few verses back there was a reference to Chanakya. No, it doesn't mention Alexander the Great. Uh huh. Uh, they don't seem to have noticed it. <laughs> Just another Malecha. <laughs> Vijay Krishnaprabhu asks, uh, says, you have an article which is titled Immortal and Longings. And in this article, you wrote that if we chant the Maha Mantra, our authentic life beyond the world of birth and death is at hand. My question is, is it that in accordance with your teachings in this article, when we chant the Maha Mantra, the chance for us to savor immortality is at hand? How does it feel to be immortal? Feels relieving. <laughs> I mean that's just that's just the beginning of our realization. Aham Brahmasmi, I am spirit, I am not the body. So our eternal life begins. Uh, you know the the uh, one definition of death I read one time is the ultimate failure to perpetuate relationships. It's a very good definition of death. But if in Krishna consciousness you have a relationship with Krishna and with devotees of Krishna, uh, Prabhupada said we're eternal associates, he even said that we'll have another ISKCON in the spiritual world. <laughs> he said, but Mr. Nair must stay. This was in a letter to somebody, <laughs> the man who tried to cheat him out of the Bombay property. Uh, uh, we'll, he said, we'll all go back to Godhead. And so, if you go to a temple and you look at the deities and you have a relationship with the deities and with Krishna's devotees and with the the the, the chart of the past, it's all it's all there already. Your your eternal life has begun, has begun, and therefore at the time of death, you haven't really given up. You have you all all you're really a Serious relationships are with you still. You know, that's the point.
I'm just curious, would you extend that to, like, say, if you're, if you're engaged in sort of some some kind of outreach, preaching, and make relationships to, to people, in that capacity, though they may never, they may not eventually, convert or whatever. Um, is there still a connection that somehow has been established with these individuals? I think so. Mm. I, 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 for, for many a people who have devotional service, it's a continuation from something that was begun but not completed in a previous life. So I think that, that uh, 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 you go on. And th these people will go on. And uh, some arrangement is made for somebody to help them with their advancement so they can pick up where they left off and keep on going. Uh, where, when uh, one famous incident, the early days of the movement, when uh, Srila Prabhupada was at 26-2nd Avenue and a kind of street person came up and put some toilet paper down by the bat toilet while Prabhupada giving a lecture, Prabhupada remarks, his spiritual life has begun. So that means there'll be some continuation, even if he doesn't get very far. Next life, he'll be able to be again have some connection with something that continues his spiritual life. So these people are there to to help, and sometimes, uh, yeah. So I, I don't know how all those arrangements working, and there are people I think in the spiritual world who voluntarily decide to come back to help other people uh, or people who've gotten fairly far but not quite again they you're qualified for the heavenly planets but you don't want to go there you come back here and help you know to make further progress yourself and help other people whatever I don't know how it works exactly but the arrangement is there Just a comment on that is um, hearing you your reply, the question and reply. I, I'm just reminded of how small our understanding of time really is. That we think this, our one life here is <laughs> so massive, but in reality, it's just a small blip. So even if there's yeah. lifetimes of which somebody maybe that you're you know, yeah. in communication, with, it, it's really actually a very small amount of time in, in the grand scale of things. In the springtime, there are these little uh, mayflies that come out, and they live for such a short time they have no mouth. They don't eat. They, they're, they're born, they breed, and they die, and there's no time even to eat. I told somebody about this once, and she said, what's the point? <laughs> what is the point? But, you know, I mean, we're basically not that much different. <laughs> it seems like a big difference to us, but from a further perspective, we're almost the same. <laughs> okay, um, and Krishna Chaitanya asks, is the sun the only source of light on being, being reflected in a star? Is what? Is the sun the only source of light being reflected in a star? I think Prabhupada says that, doesn't he? Yeah. I don't know how that works out. Or how you figure it. 
So we got as far as uh, what text thirty four. Okay, let me mark that on my thing, and we will pick up again there with text thirty four next week. All right. Thank you very much. Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai.